0: Thank you to our sponsor, truckstop.com. At truckstop.com, we're in it for the long haul. Our marketplace helps drive the success of the entire freight industry by giving carriers and brokers an efficient way to collaborate. With access to trusted partners and the right tools, the road to success is wide open. truckstop.com, let's move.
1: Good afternoon, folks. This is Chris Burroughs, VP of Government Affairs for TIA. And welcome to episode 13 of the Advocacy Insights podcast recorded exclusively for TIA members. On today's podcast, I have the privilege of being joined by Scott Marks, Manager of Government Affairs for TIA. Scott has been with us a little over a year in the Government Affairs Department of TIA. He started with us right before the COVID 19 pandemic sent everybody home, uh, clocking in one week in the office uh, before we began our our work from home journey. Uh, Scott's been a great asset to the team. Uh, Glad to have him on our team in Government Affairs. He's done a great job representing our members on Capitol Hill. Uh, Scott. How you doing, sir?
0: Doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And it has been a whirlwind from from when I started a little over a year ago. And it's been a it's been a ton of fun. And representing our members has really been a, a great honor. Everything from um, rate transparency to PPP loans. It's been a it's been a crazy year, but it's been it's been great working with you.
1: Excellent. Well Scott, let's let's dig into. It's been a kind of a um, use the term whirlwind. I think that's a great term to to start off. It's been a kind of a whirlwind on Capitol Hill the last couple of weeks with the House and Senate uh, you know marking up and passing out of committee their respective surface transportation reauthorization bills. Uh, let's start with the House bill and some of the key provisions that, you know, we were tracking for our members and, and a few of them that we obviously were advocating pretty strongly for. Um, can you give us kind of a quick overview of, of the house bill and how that process went and some of the key, key things we were looking out for?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, like you said, the last month, last month and a half have been an absolute whirlwind with, um, with everybody jockeying for position with Republicans trying to get a little bit of ground within a Democrat controlled Congress and progressives within the Democrat caucus trying to gain ground with what will be inevitably a passed bill out of committee, but everybody is jockeying for for ground on this piece of legislation, both in the Congress and outside, which brings us to our legislation. We had uh, quite a few victories inside what's called the Invest Act. It's the surface transportation reauthorization that will be um, that will be five years until the next uh, reauthorization. And so inside that Invest Act, uh, TIA is pleased that we were able to uh, uh, codify a a few wins, whether it's safety, fitness, determination, which overhauls the way that um, carriers are rating, as many of you who listen to this will know, um, right now it's that four-tiered structure that really leaves you more confused, leaves you with more questions than answers when you're vetting those carriers. And so um, the current language would throw out that four-tiered structure and uh, set a new rulemaking that would say, um this uh this carrier rating system is gonna be a simple green light, red light choice for you to make when you're selecting that carrier. An absolute huge win for the administr for excuse me, for the association. And um and and we're very happy that our advocacy efforts paid off. Uh another big win is what's called dispatch services. We've seen a new trend um emerging and, and our members have made it clear to us that these so-called dispatch services who lack the uh, proper authority, lack the proper financial backing, whether it's a bond or a trust, yet they still operate in the supply chain. They're still connecting freight with carriers, but they do not have that backing that is so important that you guys, our members, have. And they've got that skin in the game with that, uh, with those bonds and trusts that the dispatch services lack. And so um going to the the Department of Transportation they will have a process to clarify the role of dispatch services and separate it from uh from brokers so two wins right there that we are very very excited about there's other issues that we're tracking uh Chris as you know minimum insurance um we don't play directly in that field but it does impact the supply chain so issues like minimum insurance autonomous vehicles electric vehicles uh, safety protocols for carriers—we monitor all of this stuff, um, but we really, uh, we really weigh in on those two issues that I spoke about: that safety, fitness determination, and that dispatch service.
1: Excellent. Uh, when, when I know we—it's we, uh, kind of up in the air in terms of uncertainty. When, when is the House looking to um, take this bill to the floor and, you know, hopefully uh, uh, pass it over and, and shoot it over to the other chamber?
0: Yeah. So um, anything can change. Anything can happen in uh, in Congress here in Washington, D.C. But right now we are about 10 days away from what's called the rules vote. So that sets up the floor process that gives the guidelines for um, debate time, amendments accepted, um, all the different rules that surround um, to surround a floor debate and a floor vote because if you didn't have that it would be an endless endless voting process and so the rule should be done on the 28th and the vote on um the vote on the house floor which would it should be a show should be a lot of political drama going on um that should be maybe around the 30th uh just a couple days after that rule gets released and so we're very excited um our work is not done for tia government affairs our work is is not complete; it never is. Um, we're still going to be pushing for that interim, uh, interim uh, uh, due diligence requirement that uh, that says before you select a carrier, um, just make sure that it's got the minimum insurance, it's registered with FMCSA, and it's not placed out of service. And so that is what we are pushing for on that House floor.
1: Absolutely, yeah. HR 3042, our Motor Carrier Safety Selection Center, that we fully support. Bipartisan piece of legislation, you know, we're, we're working on a strategy to get that included. That's a great, great addition to add in here. All right, so Scott, let's travel across the Capitol to the, uh, to the Senate side. Um, and so the Senate marked up their, their, uh, their, their portion of the service transportation reauthorization bill. Um, this week, Obviously, the Senate is a little bit of a different animal in terms of four different committees having jurisdiction over this, this title, or sorry, this reauthorization bill. Um, walk us through the Senate process what what you know what what victories do we score over here um, you know with in this this world of a 50-50 Senate obviously things are going to be a little bit tighter right
0: that's exactly right and um, I don't know if it's fair to say that the Senate the upper chamber is less political but maybe less publicly facing political as um, as the house had a lot of their uh, hashing out, Outward facing on uh, on the markup during the um, during the the live cameras there when they can when they can show the public the, the the debates and everything the Senate a lot of the issues are hammered out beforehand so you only see a final result and minimum amendment offerings and a minimum back and forth and it's handled very cordially while the House can get a little raucous so the Senate. Um, kind of holding that upper chamber esteem there. And so uh, it's a different process, but it's an exciting process as well. And we were able to um, fit into that legislation, that same dispatch service language that we got in the house that I spoke about a minute ago. And we're very excited that we were able to um, work to get that into the legislation, fighting off uh, some opposition that was building behind the scenes on that language. And we were able to fend that off. and and ended up getting that, that dispatch service language um, into that manager's amendment is what it's called. So that's the chairman and the uh, ranking member, more importantly, that, that chair position is able to um, merge a lot of amendments and a lot of pieces of legislation that weren't in the original text. They were able to be added in during the markup and, and our legislation did make it into that uh, manager's amendment, which we're very, very excited about. And. Um, and, and like like you said, Chris, that is broken into four pieces with one part being commerce, science and transportation, which are uh, that's our jurisdiction. That's where FMCSA is. And EPW is another one. And, and finance is another one. And banking, housing and urban affairs is that four. so a little bit different, like you mentioned, um, maybe a little bit of a slower process as, as all four of those committees have to mark up their bill and um, And the House already has theirs going to the going to the floor there. So different processes, very important. And we'll see if they decide to play ping pong back and forth with the legislation or if it goes to conference committee here in the next uh, in the next 30 to 60 days. So exciting stuff happening on the Hill right now.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Real quick, kind of walk walk our uh, audience through, you know, the dispatch service language was not included in the base text of the Senate bill. Um, kind of kind of walk them through you know the the crazy two or three days that we had in terms of reaching out to senators to get that language included as an amendment, as you said in the managers amendment package um, and you know g- give a little bit more insider perspective if you could on on that kind of how that process played out.
0: yeah, for sure. so um, so we get the bill text uh, dropped from the website um, and we are uh, we are cruising through that thing looking for all the different components that, that um, our membership is looking at. And, um, and we come to find out that dispatch service is not included in the original text. and there had been um, there had been another advocacy group that had had that removed um, from the base text. and well, we, we rolled out our grassroots effort. We brought in members um, from the respective states of folks who sit on that committee. And we were able to connect um, decision makers, lawmakers with folks that they represent. And um, TIA members did such a great job uh, telling their senator, hey, we need this dispatch service back in the bill. We need it to match the House language. So if it does go to conference, if it does go to that middle ground where both chambers meet and discuss a final bill, we can look at dispatch service and say, hey, this is in the House bill. Hey, this is in the Senate bill. Let's keep it in as we move forward and send this to President Biden's desk. And so, um, a lot of this is is on our members. They are the ones who stepped up and, and were able to help us get this language back into the uh, back into the bill. So crazy, crazy one week as it, as it always is when when your bill is up for a vote. And so it was a, it was a lot of fun, but it it was crazy. Give me a little heartburn.
1: Yeah, it's such such a key. Um, key provision to get into the Senate bill, as you mentioned, is already in the House bill. And, and typically, procedurally, how this works is that when a provision is included in the House and Senate bill, when the, when the when they go to conference, when both you know House leadership in terms of the committees and, and um, Senate leadership of the committees go to go to conference, you you got a marker in both bills. It's you know uh, nothing's a certainty here in Washington D.C., but that that's pretty much as close to a certainty you're going to get that it will become part of the law, which which is why we fought so hard and really activated members through grassroots advocacy. Um, so I guess, you know, final, final thing is Scott, and we, we talk about this a lot with members. Um, but we, you know, we cannot stress this enough is, you know, h- how can members get involved, um, with the association? You know, where there's so many ways to get involved. Uh, just, just highlight a couple for us real quick.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And, and even though it does maybe sound like a broken record, we can't stress it enough. Um, we are, the advocacy team here in, in Washington, D.C., but you guys, you, are members, are the boots on the ground. You're saying, wait a second, something's not right with this policy, or we need to make a change to this law because we're getting hammered boots on the ground. We're getting hammered as an industry. And so any way you can get involved, um, it, it's, it's awesome. Everything from joining a conference committee Um, whether that's Highway Conference Committee, International Air Freight, or Operations Committee. These are all our internal committees that help us set policy, help us put our position papers out, and they are giving us feedback um, as we go to Capitol Hill, as we advocate on your behalf. It starts with those policy committees, and, um, and, and it's as simple as saying, Hey, Scott and Chris, I'd love to be on the operations committee. And and just like that, you're now working on issues like the PRO Act and issues that impact uh, our whole membership. Uh, and it's so important to get involved. Other ways is the PAC. And I'm sure you've heard one way or another about the PAC from Chris or myself or our leadership team. And um, it, it's so crucial. It's you can't even put into words how important it is. It's it's your voice on Capitol Hill. It's what amplifies our message and it gets us a seat at the table and sometimes it's a little uncomfortable to talk about but we support uh, folks who support us and and we support members of congress and we support senators who have your back and getting us a seat at the table um is so important in this town there's an old there's an old phrase if you're not if you're not at the table you're on the menu and so um we we, we love to interact with lawmakers we love specifically to connect constituents With their lawmakers and so if you have uh, 500 bucks a thousand whatever it might be uh, we would love to get you involved we would love to um we would love to connect you with your lawmaker to speak with them directly And, and and it goes a long way for you personally because you're able to go on cool events that we've got we've got the dove hunt coming up in september it's going to be a two day one night um texas barbecue and dove hunt event down in albany texas hosted by uh, triumph pay they're sponsoring the event and um it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be a great time it's more intimate only about 12 people maybe 15 folks going to be there and we'd love to have you um we'd love to have you join us so give us a shout if you're interested in just a handful of ways to to get involved there
1: all right. Well, really appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for thanks for joining us and sharing some insights into, uh, you know, kind of the inner workings of the Government Affairs Department and our work on Capitol Hill. And as always, thank you, uh, audience, so much for your membership and leadership during this tumultuous times. If you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to contact Scott or myself. Stay safe out there. This is your association and we need your voice.
0: And thanks again to our podcast sponsor, truckstop.com. At truckstop.com, we're in it for the long haul. Our marketplace helps drive the success of the entire freight industry by giving carriers and brokers an efficient way to collaborate. With access to trusted partners and the right tools, the road to success is wide open. truckstop.com. Let's move.